Good. Colgate Tooth Powder presents The Mel Blanc Show, written by Mac Benoff, with Mary Jane Croft, Joe Kearns, Hans Conried, Alan Reed, L.B. Allman, Jill Walker, The Sportsman, Victor Miller and his orchestra, and starring the creator of the voice of Bugs Bunny. Mm. What's up, Doc? <laughs> yes, Colgate Tooth Powder for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle brings you the Mel Blanc Show with Mel playing his new character, Zookie. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. And starring himself in person, Mel Blanc. Hi, folks. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. Tonight, one of the biggest events of the year takes place in Mel Blanc's little town. The Loyal Order of Benevolent Zebras holds their annual beauty contest to select Miss Ugga Ugga Boo of 1947. And as the girls in Mel Blanc's town model their bathing suits for their boyfriends, we realize what advances have been made in bathing suits throughout the years. In 1900, this conversation took place. Michael, what do you think of my new bathing suit? Oh, they're making them shorter every year. And in 1920, this conversation took place. Tommy... What do you think of my new bathing suit? <clears throat> They're making them shorter every year. And in 1947, this conversation between Betty Colby and Mel Blank took place. Mel, what do you think of my new bathing suit? <clears throat> they stopped making them. <laughs> oh, what's the matter, Mel? Don't you think this bathing suit fits me? I don't think it's even trying to. Or <laughs> well, don't you like it on me? <laughs> Hey, look, Betty, here's a write-up about the contest in the paper. Oh, yes. Here are the rules for the contestants. Attention would be agagaboo. Well, let me see that. All contestants must be at the lodge hall at 8.30 sharp, accompanied by a bathing suit. <laughs> no, con no contestant may wear a strapless, backless bathing suit unless they can show other means of support. <laughs> Special note to Bubbles McCarty. We don't care if you do take a bath in it. It's still not considered a bathing suit. Well, that's not in the paper. Uh, I know. I made it up. Hey, you want to hear another one I made up? Uh, read the paper. Yeah. <laughs> the main prize will be a $100 merchandise order on George Hill's jewelry shop. Local businessmen are all contributing prizes. The offer from Green's funeral parlor was declined. <laughs> I hope I win. Well, I'll be voting for you, Betty. Meanwhile, I gotta beat it back to the fix-it shop to get dressed. So long. Hello, Mel. Professor Potchnik, my favorite piano teacher. What can I fix for you today? Mel, I want you should fix my tuning fork. Well, what's the matter with your fork? Is it out of tune? No, but when I'm eating peas with it, they roll off. <laughs> oh, by the way, Professor, uh, where have you been? As a matter of fact, Mel, I've been hiding out. You know, every day for the last three months, I've been coming to a beautiful blonde's house to give her piano lessons. Now her husband found out about it, and is he sore? Why should he be sore? They haven't got a piano. <laughs> Say, uh, Professor, are you going to be at the beauty contest tonight? Yeah, of course. Isn't it awful the bathing suits are going to wear? Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> uh, listen, Professor, when you get to the lodge meeting tonight, will you vote for my girlfriend, Betty Colby? Mal, I don't like to interfere, but you are a friend, so I'm telling you. I am just seeing your girl, Betty, going into Hill's jewelry store with that chic, Hartley Benson. Betty going out with Hartley? Oh, I can't believe it. 
I just left her and she gave me a dozen kisses. Well, that's life, Mel. When I first married my Sonia, it was the same way. We were having kisses for breakfast, kisses for lunch, kisses for dinner. Then I had to get a divorce. Why? I caught her eating out. <laughs> well, so long, Mel. See you tonight. So long. <clears throat> How do you like that? Betty two-timing me. Going out with Hartley Benson. Well, that's the last straw. I have a good mind to look in my address book and go out with someone else. I think I will. Let me see now. Oh, here's one. Sam's Lumber Yard. <laughs> oh, Sam must be busy tonight. <laughs> May Cole. May Cole? Oh, no, that's a May Company where I bought the book. <laughs> Gosh, I haven't even got a phone number in this book. Hmm. Who do I know that's a girl? <laughs> Oh, here comes that man-crazy cousin of Betty's, Cousin Dottie. She can pass for a girl. Well, hello, tall, dark, and... Well, anyway, that's two out of three. <laughs> cousin Dottie, you're a sight for sore eyes. Oh, Mel, thanks for the compliment. They usually say I'm just a sight. <laughs> what do you want? And I hope it's me. <laughs> Cousin Dottie, there's something I'd like to find out. Just how much do you know about Betty? Oh, Mel, you're asking me about my nearest and dearest cousin. And before I say a bad word about Betty, may lightning strike this fixer chop. Mel, do you carry any fire insurance? Sure. Well, she's the meanest, most terrible girl I've ever met. Well, I've heard that Betty is two-timing me. Do you know anything about it? Well... I'm not the type to say, and I'm not the type to spy, but last night I happened to be walking past the keyhole on my knees. <laughs> and I saw Hartley Benson and Betty in the parlor. In the parlor? Mm -hmm. Mel, why don't you teach Betty a lesson? I wish I could, but how? Well... I'm going to be in the contest tonight. I'll bet if I were elected... That settles it. Cousin Dottie, I'm going to see to it that you're elected Miss Ugga Ugga Boo tonight instead of Betty. Oh, how wonderful. Oh, Mel, imagine me with Miss Ugga Ugga written all over my boo. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I can tell all the lodge members to vote for you, but uh, will you look good in a bathing suit? Well, certainly. Back home, I was good enough to be put in a beauty ad. Really? Yes. Underneath my picture, it said, She's lovely. She's engaged. She should live so long. <laughs> Goodbye, Nelson. Now to get on the phone and tell everybody to vote for Cousin Dottie. That'll teach Betty a lesson she won't forget. Two-time me with Hartley Benson, will she? Where's that address book? I'll call Sam's Lumberyard. Maybe Sam isn't doing anything tonight. Use Colgate tooth powder. Keep smiling just right. Use it each morning and use it each night. It cleans your teeth. Makes breath so sweet. Use Colgate tooth powder. Why?
want teeth that sparkle and dazzle, a breath that's fresh and sweet, then try Colgate Tooth Powder. For the new all-purpose Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your teeth and sweetens your breath. Yes, this new all-purpose tooth powder produces an amazingly rich, active foam that's marvelously effective. Every time you brush your teeth with this new all-purpose Colgate Tooth Powder, your whole mouth feels clean, sweet, fresh. Your teeth regain their natural sparkle. It's been proved in seven cases out of ten that Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. And as for cleaning, you can depend on Colgate Tooth Powder revealing the natural brilliance of your teeth. Yes, Colgate Tooth Powder, the new all-purpose tooth powder, does everything you can expect or ask of a dentifrice. Try Colgate Tooth Powder today for teeth that sparkle and a breath that's sweet. Use Colgate Tooth Powder. And now, Victor Miller, the sportsman, and the Piccolino. By the Adriatic waters, Venetian sons and daughters are strumming a new tune upon their guitars. It was written by a Latin, a gondolier who sat in his home out in Brooklyn and gazed at the stars. Sent his melody across the sea to Italy, and we know they wrote some words to fit that catchy bit and christened it the Piccolino. And we know that it's the reason why everyone this season is strumming and humming a new melody. You come to the casino and hear them play the piccolino. You will dance with your bambino to the strains of the catchy piccolino. You will drink your glass of vino and when you had your plate of scallopino. Mel Blanc. Tonight, the loyal order of benevolent zebras selects Miss Agagaboo of 1947. And strangely enough, Mel isn't voting for his girlfriend, Betty Colby. Instead, he has thrown his support to Cousin Dottie because he thinks Betty has fallen for the town Beau Brummel, Hartley Benson. Mel is miserable enough, but to add to his misery, here comes Hartley Benson himself in person. Hello, Hartley. What's up? The temperature of every woman who sees great, big, adorable me. <laughs> In fact, Mel, when a girl looks at me, it's really a shame it takes 17 firemen to put out the flame. <laughs> car, 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 car! <laughs> Listen, Hartley, what were you doing in the parlor with my girl, Betty? What do you suppose? Holding hands, of course. You held Betty's hands? I had to, otherwise she would have hugged me to death. <laughs> so it's true. Betty is that way about you. Yes, Mel, and I have a confession to make. I'm that way about me, too. 
Oh, you make me sick with that talk. Mel Old Boy, in a recent poll taken among housewives to determine which post-war gadget they wanted most in their kitchen, this was the result. 10% voted for a deep freeze unit, 15% for a waffle baker, and 75% wanted an all-purpose Hartley Benson. <laughs> I tell you, Mel, I'm simply poop from giving all those free demonstrations. <laughs> so you see, Mel, I'm essential to every kitchen. So is a garbage can. <laughs> Hartley Benson, I don't even want to talk to you. Go talk to yourself. By George, what a wonderful idea. <laughs> old boy. I just couldn't help noticing you in the mirror this morning when you were shaving. You know what I said? I said, Gad, we make a lovely couple. <laughs> well, Hartley, time to be saying cheerio to this buffoon Mel Blank. Well, cheerio, Mel, old boy. I'm so divine, I'm making me mine. <laughs> well, nice seeing me. <laughs> with the hiccups. <laughs> what a character. Runs around with Betty and a different woman every night. That's a dog's life. Who wants to live like that? <laughs> Gosh, where's my lodge president? He's supposed to take me down to the lodge hall and he still isn't here yet. Mm, would I love to see Cousin Dottie win that contest? Hello, Brother Steve. <laughs> Mighty potentate. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. Well, let's get down to the hall, Mel. I got the old junk pile waiting outside. But I thought you got a new car. Mel, I'm talking about my wife. <laughs> She's entering the beauty contest. <laughs> Mel, did you see her last year in a bathing suit? It's strapless and backless. No, oh, how'd she look? Skinless and boneless. <laughs> Think, Mel, when I married her, she was like a slender birch. And now? Naughty pine. <laughs> what an effect it's had on me. Every night when she lays down to go to sleep, I yell, Timber! <laughs> what a woman. You sound a little disgusted, mighty potentate. Well, Mel, the other day my wife and I were out pruning the garden, and she kept yapping, Pull the potatoes, thin the onions, spray the lettuce. I just stood there with a sickle in my hand. My wife leaned over and she said, Oh, John, I want you to cut off that withered old cabbage head. <laughs> Damn, what a temptation. <laughs> well, I don't know why I'm telling you all this. It's just that I've got no one to talk to. Potentate, I want you to do me a favor when we get to the meeting. I want you to vote for Cousin Dottie. I've just decided that I'm not going to marry Betty. Now you're coming to your tent. Well, let's get out of the meeting, Mel. Okay, Mighty Potentate, and don't forget to vote for Cousin Dottie. <laughs> Gosh, mighty potentate, everybody's here tonight. Oh, yes, Mel, it's a nice turnout. Well, I better start the contest. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and brother zebras, 
<laughs> now the event we've all been waiting for. The Grand Parade of Bathing Beauty. Music! Brothers, please. No dancing with the contestants. <laughs> All right, music. Well, hello, Zuki. You enjoying yourself? Greetings, mighty potentate. I think I'll join the Elks. <laughs> Brother Cushing. Hello, Zuki. Oh, hello, Mr. Cushing. Mr. Cushing. Mr. Cushing. Oh, I was coming to that. Zuki, <laughs> there's my daughter Betty. How do you like her in that bathing suit? Ah, <laughs> uh, she, she, she's wearing a strap, a strap, a bare mid, mid, a loke, a loke, a She'll catch cold. <laughs> Oh, and look, there's Kay Gibb. Oh, she's terrific. She's sensei. She's marvelous. It will be one. There's Cousin Dottie. Oh, I'll bet Cousin Dottie wins. Eh? What makes you say that, Zuki? Well, Mel told everybody to vote for her. What? Why, where is he? Oh, there he is. Mel Blank. Now, look, Mr. Colby, before you get mad, the reason I voted for Cousin Dottie is because Betty threw me over for Hartley Benson. She even went to the jewelry store with him. Oh, you idiot, you. Betty went to the jewelry store with Hartley Benson to select something for you. Me? Me? Yes. Oh, holy cat. What did I do? Ladies and gentlemen, the result of the contest. Six votes for Babe Reimer. Nine votes and a proposal from the trombone player for Kate Gibbs. <laughs> and wait, wait, it's 20 votes for Betty Colby and 20 votes for Cousin Dottie. The contest ends in a tie. Oh. This is all your fault, Mel Blank. I'm going to break every bone in your... Now, wait a minute, Mr. Colby. I think I've got an idea. We need one vote, and if... Oh, Mel, stop mumbling. Follow the example of your head and get to the point. <laughs> well, the rules of the contest said any loyal zebra can vote. Mr. Colby, do we have branches outside the country? Well, of course we do. Why? You wait here. I'll be back in a second. Fellow members, inasmuch as the contest ended in a tie, we'll have to vote again for either Betty Colby or Cousin... Un momento, Presidente Cucaracho. Just a minute. Who are you? <laughs> Greetings, brother zebras. I am the South American delegate. <laughs> Aga aga poo aga poo poo aga pulka. Well, greetings, Mel. Oh, brother zebra, uh, what brings you here? Just a moment, brother Colby. I'm chairman of the membership committee, and I want to question this uh, member. Where are you from? I come from Rio. Why are you here? Well, it's been raining every night in Rio for months. <laughs> And confidentially, we don't do nothing. <laughs> I came here to cast a vote for Miss Oga Oga Poo. Now, just a moment. We'll have to question you further. What zebra branch are you from? Uh, uh, the Inca branch. The Incas have been dead for 300 years. Hmm. No wonder they don't pay their dues. <laughs> this doesn't sound right. Now, just what do you do in South America? Well, I am a big planter. I grow nuts. Cashew? Gesundheit. <laughs> this is ridiculous. What is your name? Don Pedro, Sebastian, Eduardo, Gracia, Manuelo, Gonzalez, Managua, Nicaragua. That's a long name. Well, I'm not finished yet. Juan, Enrico, Fernandez, Ricardo, Tommaso, Rafael, Benvenito, Jose, Junior. <laughs> 
that's your name? No, that is the name of my donkey. <laughs> Where is your donkey? I left him home. Why? You think I'm going to say giddy up Don Pedro, Sebastian, Eduardo, Garcia, Manuel, and Gonzalez? Please! Something smells fishy here. Maybe it's me. I swam all the way from Catalina. <laughs> what? Well, I want to vote for Betty Colby. You want to vote for Betty Colby? She. Si. Ah, then my daughter wins the contest. She. Si. Just a moment. Here's a ballot that's stuck in the bottom of the box. She. Si. It's for Cousin Dottie. She. Si. That makes it 21 to 21, and it ties up the score again. I am getting seasick. Gosh, Betty, I'm sorry about everything, but you shouldn't have run away. You should have stayed until the end of the meeting. Mel Blank, you're still a moron. Oh, Father, it was all due to a misunderstanding. Now, you take that back. Uh, all right, I'm sorry if he's a moron. <laughs> That's better. My goodness, you'd think I was one on purpose. <laughs> Betty, let me tell you what happened at the meeting. The contest was run over again with Hartley Benson as judge. So Hartley awarded the prize to the one he thought was the most ravishing creature there. Oh, Mel, tell me, who won the beauty contest? Hartley Benson. Use Colgate tooth powder, keep smiling just right. Use it each morning and use it each night. It cleans your teeth, makes breath so sweet. Use Colgate tooth powder. What a treat to brush your teeth with the new Colgate tooth powder, the all-purpose tooth powder. So lively, so freshening, so out-and-out -out cleansing. Its sparkling foam dances into every corner of your mouth, leaves your breath fresh and sweet. In seven cases out of ten, it's been proved that Colgate tooth powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. And when it comes to cleaning your teeth, this new all-purpose tooth powder gives a dazzling performance, reveals the natural brilliance of your teeth. Colgate tooth powder does everything you demand of a dentifrice. So for teeth that naturally sparkle and a breath that's sweet, use Colgate tooth powder. Use Colgate tooth powder. This is Bud Heaston reminding you that Colgate tooth powder for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle brings you the Mel Blanc Show every Tuesday at this time. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday night for more fun with Mel and the people you'll meet in Mel Blanc's Fix-It Shop. Say hello to Halo Shampoo for naturally bright and beautiful hair. Remember, even finest soaps and soap shampoos hide the natural luster of your hair with dulling soap film. But Halo Shampoo contains no soap, therefore leaves no dulling soap film. Even in hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather, quickly banishes loose dandruff and dirt. Halo needs no lemon or vinegar rinse. Say hello to Halo and goodbye to dulling soap film. Get Halo Shampoo at any cosmetic counter. Ladies and gentlemen, death on our highways is increasing. Traffic accidents have mounted enormously since the end of the war. The National Safety Council suggests that every motorist reduce his speed to fit prevailing road and weather conditions, to check and repair all equipment, and that pedestrians be extra careful in crossing streets. Remember, Mel Blanc, each Tuesday at the same time. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.